Welcome to episode two of the, the Underplay Podcast. Where we do what? We break down songs that deserve more airtime. That is correct. Two more songs today to be broken down. And they're pretty good songs. I, I, I think so. I think they're pretty good songs. I haven't heard the first song like in my life, but the second song I know is pretty good. So hey, yes. but hey, but that's later, all right? That's true. We should just be socializing right now. I know, yeah. How Hello. you been? I, I'm good. How are you? Very good. That's very nice. How are the... Oh, yeah. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. That's that's exceptional. So what people don't know is it's been quite some time since the last episode was recorded. True. We have not recorded together in... I don't know. It's been like a couple a weeks. It's been, it's been quite some time. But I want to say three, a month. Three, three, oh, okay. well, not we, that long. We did an episode two, and I had forgotten to turn the monitors off, which, yes, they're off. And so now we're having to redo an episode, but we couldn't bring ourselves to redo the same songs again so that we're just doing different songs we'll, we'll do those songs for That'll episode 102 episode. so yes. yes how's the audience audience how are you that's that exceptional to hear that to is hear. so great honestly <laughs> that's, that's the <laughs> that best wasn't awkward we have silence the best audience no that wasn't awkward silence that I wasn't heard. awkward that was time for them to answer yes all right so let's move on to this first song of the episode song number yes. one wichita linemen by a girl named Tom. Originally performed by... I have no idea. Who? He was an old, old country singer. You don't know? Hank Williams Sr.? No. It was Glenn Campbell. Oh, Glenn, Glenn Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. Okay. So the song was a big hit very long time ago when it came out, but that was before all of our time. That was even before my time. I heard a new version of it that came out that introduced it to me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the reason being because you already liked the band. Correct? Tell us about to, the band. To- <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where we just push play right. on Tracy and then right. eventually we'll have to pause you. You, you yeah. will. So this is a group called A Girl Named Tom. They were contestants on The Voice. They won their season Um, And they are a trio. They are siblings, two boys and a girl. And I absolutely love them because they have that super mega tight harmony that is just, it, it, it blends and melts all into one and it is beautiful and I love it. And they're very folksy. They, they sing a lot of, they do covers because that is, you know, their progression. That's where they are right now. They, so since they won um, The Voice, they put out a Christmas album. The Christmas album is very good. I listened to it. I recommend it. It reminds me of Pentatonics, that kind oh, of, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's in that kind of realm. Again, like I said, they're kind of like a 70s, they're a throwback group, really. They have that 70s folky kind of sound. So mm-hmm. I, I actually, I think it's going to be hard for them to really break into the pop radio who because sa- that's not their sound. Who says they have to break into the pop radio? Uh, they nobody. can just do their own thing, you know? But like Pentatonics, you know, is huge in their own selves just through YouTube and through Spotify and yeah. all that stuff. People know who Pentatonics is. Actually, they performed with Pentatonics at a Christmas program. Who, Girl Anyways, Named Tom? Yeah, Girl Named Tom. They did. They did. Is that how you find out about them? No, no. Oh. I found out about them from The Voice. I saw them on The Voice. 
when I watched it, I started researching the mess out of them, and I've been hooked ever since. Very cool. So, I, yeah, I remember you telling me about them mm-hmm. when you first found out about them. And this song was not in the picture at the time. It, well, it may have been They had out. sung it. They had, they had sung it. But you it. didn't know about it. Yeah. When I first heard it, I think I first heard it on uh, YouTube. It's just a beautiful, gorgeous, haunting, lovely, poetic, everything good in music kind of song. And so I started researching it to see, mm. you know everything I could find out about this song. I'll do my job. This song is off 2021's Hits from the Road. As Tracy mentioned, they performed it on The Voice. If you don't know who A Girl Named Tom is, obviously highly recommended from Tracy. A Girl Named Tom is an American folk trio. They are the winners of season 21 of the American talent competition The Voice, with the distinction of being the first trio on the American version of The Voice to win the competition. Yeah. So this version that we're going to listen to, this is the only recording that we could play. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think they actually recorded this version before they were on The Voice, because when they performed it on The Voice, they added to it. And actually, I like their arrangement of it, that they sang on The Voice better than this arrangement. It has more to it. Mm-hmm. Um that that I really love and the the female the sister does more vocal in this version we're going to hear it it's one of the brothers mm-hmm. mostly with them doing parts and um she sings more on the version and the voice but on the voice you know you have the judges talking you have the audience clapping you have all of that so you can see the version from the voice on YouTube and it's worth watching yeah yes it is very good. Because it's gorgeous. Tracy and I were talking about this earlier, and we you know, theorized a little bit that you know, there were probably really good songwriters on The Voice helping them make Possibly, a really good version of it. Plus, they had Kelly Clarkson as the coach. They did, coach. yes. But I got to say, even before they got to The Voice, these are some seriously talented musicians, especially one of the brothers. One of the brothers plays guitar and piano incredibly proficiently i mean and and, he sings and he sings they all three sing and she plays uh keyboard but the the one brother plays the guitar and keyboard just amazing and he is the one playing the keyboard you'll hear it and the guitar on this recording Mm -hmm. all right so are you ready to to listen to the song yes okay here it comes this is wichita line man by a girl named tom County, and I drive the main road, searching in the sun for another overload. I- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Am I the only one? I mean, it's not surprising considering the song's roots with Glenn Campbell, but I hear a lot of John Denver. Oh, you think? Just in the verse, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that kind of. Okay. I, I hear that voice. I mean, I I could hear I could hear that. Yeah. Yeah. This came out before even John Denver. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll back it up a little bit and okay, we'll carry okay. on. 
Is what made me fall in love with them. That that's the it. Harmonies. That it's so tight and it's so blended mm-hmm. and it's just there is nothing more beautiful than family harmony, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yes, yeah. I I still hear the strong John Denver in there. Uh, I don't know. Is that Again, just me? I think, well, the, I think the the problem with that statement is this this was recorded, written, and recorded before John Denver. And more like this sounds like so John Denver sounds like this. Yeah. Well, Glenn Campbell's version was. Yeah, Glenn yeah. Campbell didn't write it. Um, we'll talk about who wrote it. But. Okay. All right. Let's carry on. I know I need a small vacation, but it don't look like rain. And if it snows that. This is the the brother playing this guitar. That's the brother playing the guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, just to mention, mm-hmm. I think stylistically, when the drums came in, I hear like some seventies, like almost Billy Joel. Everything about the, their arrangements sounds seventies. Seventies, mm-hmm. yeah.
It's a beautiful song. It is a beautiful song. And and one of the things that I had to do was when I heard the version from a, a girl named Tom, I had to go back and listen to its origin. Because honestly, having heard some of the other songs that they sang on The Voice, and they would do uh, these beautiful arrangements of, you know, these beautiful covers of other people's songs. They did Creep. A girl named oh, Tom. Wow. Did, yeah, totally. It was crazy. And so... I thought to myself, this must be some weird song. I don't know. And they've made a beautiful arrangement of it. And so I went back and listened to the version by, you know, the original version by Glenn Campbell. And it is that beautiful. Really? Yes. It's absolutely that beautiful. It's all they really added was the harmony to it Mm -hmm. in this version that we're hearing. So I'm looking for it. I want to hear it. Okay. I want to hear it. Oh, yeah. It's just just not the whole song, but. Right. Uh, let's see what the, the original It's Glenn song. Campbell. It was written by uh, Jimmy Webb. I've got it right here. Nineteen sixty-eight. I am a lineman for the county. The chords are there, and I drive the main road. Searching in the sun for another overload I hear you singing in the wire You might want to play the chorus even, okay. just a little bit. I can hear you the And the Wichita lineman is still on the line. You can hear those chords, those gorgeous chords are there. That's probably good. Yeah, those chords are there. It was just crying out for someone to sing all the parts mm-hmm. that were in those chords. Yeah. 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 But, you know, country back then, they just didn't do yes. that. Yes. Yes. And what I love about that version is uh, in that part when he's holding out there, they go like that, like it sounds like, um, was that like Morse code or like ah, uh, yeah. like a telegram almost, you know? But did they do it the with their time. voices? In no, the... no. It was. Uh, oh, I heard it was, it. it was like a flute or it something. It was something. Yeah. It was an instrument. I, I was talking in the, in, the, in the Girl Named Tom version. No, they didn't do it. They don't. It. No. Okay. It was a beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah. So, Keaton. Yes, sir. This is a very basic song. This is a basic song. There's not much music theory to talk about within this song, or at least not enough that I've researched. Um, so, this song is in the key of D major. I like this key. It's gorgeous. Very nice. And they, uh, they've utilized this key very well, I think. They did a lot of just gorgeous chords, not basic chords. A lot of thirds and and sevenths and ninths and thirteenths. Mm-hmm. They definitely and have all some of that. They know? definitely have some like eleventh extensions in there, like stuff like that. They mm-hmm. just really like draw it out mm-hmm. and like paint a picture for you almost, mm-hmm. a soundscape. Mm-hmm. It is. I, that's such a great word for this song. You can see it in mm-hmm. the music. Mm-hmm. You can see the song in the music. Vocals and verses. Uh, this is Tracy's part where she gets to talk more. Cool, because I 
love talking about this song. Okay. So the Hit words, it. okay, so this was written by Jimmy Webb. Um, it was written specifically for Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell asked Jimmy Webb to write it for him. He actually asked him to write him a song about a town. Something about he had recorded a song called Phoenix. He wanted Jimmy Webb to write a song about a town for him. And so Jimmy Webb started working on this song, and he wanted to write a blue-collar guy kind of song, a song about a you know an average Joe. And I definitely think he captured that. I was going to ask earlier, can you tell me what alignment is? Because I have they, no they, idea. Okay, so they climbed up the, the telephone poles. You know, when things, when telephone lines broke, when they became uh, disconnected and or struck by lightning for whatever reason. Car accidents. You know, yeah, all, all kinds of things. Um, overloads. Overloads. That's actually. It's in the, the song. It's in the song. That's I heard why that. I know it. Yes. Because yep. he says, searching for another overload. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so they would climb up the poles and they would fix the telephone poles. And he, and his song is very much about that. He says, I hear you singing through the line. He talks about the wine. Oh. Um, now my tablet's not working. It's a thing today. Can I just it say is. that I feel like the lyrics can be interpreted in a couple of different ways because it seems like it could be like super metaphorical mm-hmm. when talking about the lyrics or it could be taken super literal. So that's that's true. But when asked about the song, Jimmy Webb actually said it's a pretty literal song. I, I want to tell you, you guys are Billy Joel. We are Billy Joel lovers very much around here. Mm-hmm. Billy Joel said, Wichita Lineman is a simple song about an ordinary man thinking extraordinary thoughts. Yeah. Wow. And Jimmy Webb said, that got me. He said, it actually brought tears to my eyes. I had never really told anybody how close to the truth that was. Mm. And then he said this, and I I think this was just beautiful. I read this in an article, and I uh, wanted to quote it because this is just so striking. He said, what I was really trying to say was, you can see someone working in construction or working in a field, a migrant worker or a truck driver, and you may think you know what's going on inside him, but you don't. You can't assume that just because someone is in a menial job that they don't have dreams or extraordinary concepts going around in their heads like, I need you more than want you, and I want you for all time. You can't assume that a man isn't a poet, and that's really what the song is about. And I just just fell in love with that. Because it is, because that is my favorite line. I go around singing that line in my head all day. I need you more than want you, and I want you for all time. I just think that's so strong. That is beautiful. That's that's very tons of research there. That's good. It was there was a a fantastic article about it. Okay, um, yeah, that told a lot about it. So actually, um, when he wrote it. He got these two verses done, and Glenn Campbell started pressuring him, saying, I need the song, I need the song, we're ready to record. And he's like, it's not finished. And Glenn Campbell said, it doesn't matter, just give me the song, give me what you got. And so he gave it to him, and he didn't hear back. And he assumed that they just moved on because it was an incomplete song. And then next time that he spoke to him, he's like, so I guess you didn't use that song. And he goes, "Uh, we recorded it that night. 
They recorded. He goes, it was incomplete. It wasn't done. There's supposed to be a third verse. It was unfinished to him. Mm -hmm. Um, He wanted closure for the song, for the lineman. He wanted closure for it. So Glenn Campbell did not write the third verse. No, no nobody wrote there the is third no verse. third verse. There is no third. Right, okay. right. No, they didn't add to it. Uh, they recorded it just like that. They talked about writing a third verse. There's some stuff in the article about that. Um, but no, it's an incomplete song, and yet there's a lot of poetry to that. That things mm-hmm. don't always resolve in life. You know, they don't That's always true. have the ter- that guy fairy is tale. Still a lineman. Exactly. He's still on the line. That is the last, that's the last word. He's still on the line. He's still on the line. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So that is the lyrics and verses. And then as far as the vocals, I mean, I know I've said it, you know, this song does not showcase the girl's voice. She has a magnificent voice. It's super clear and very pretty. This song showcases the middle brother when you hear them all together. You can just hear it. And, of course, the arrangement is a big part of that. The swelling, the tightness, all of those things are just gorgeous. It just makes this song beautiful. So we are highly recommending that you check out the version from The Voice. Yeah, the version on The Voice, because they added some layering in that version that's not on this version. Back the layers. Yeah. Yep. All right, cool. So it's my turn to talk about the mix. I think this is a very standard mix. I think I think it's a very basic mix. Yeah. But I think maybe that they recorded this possibly before um before the they show. went on the show yeah. or maybe they did it after but if they did it after I'd be really surprised. I think they did it before and so maybe they just didn't have access to better recording. I don't know. Right. Well, no, it's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. Mm-hmm. It's just the mix doesn't have a lot of dynamics and character. But again, they're going for the 70s, mm-hmm. the 70s thing when, when, when that wasn't really happening in, in, in music and in mixes. Um, I mentioned to you the other night that I thought his voice in the mix, you know, Maybe they should. Uh, maybe I would have cho- chosen a different mic, or EQ'd his voice different because it seems like there's a lot of high end on it. Mm-hmm. And he has a bit of a nasally. They're really unique in that um, each one of them has a distinctiveness to their own voice. So the brother that plays the instruments has a bit of a lower timbre of his voice, a little lower range. This brother that we hear has a um, he has a higher range, a little more tenor voice, a little more nasally. He can sound a, a little nasally at, at moments, but not. Oh, I, I don't even want to say that because like he's he's amazing. I think he's fantastic. Um, and then her voice, as I said, she's got this. Very, very high, clear, crystal clear, with tons of control, with tons of control. All three of them have major, major um, breath support and control. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah. they hold out phrases in in ways I can't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. My other mixed note on this was mm-hmm. that the piano sounds amazing, actually. Yeah. After all my mediocreness of the rest of the song, I mean, I think this piano is nice and full. It's pretty. It reminds me of the Carpenters. Mm-hmm. 
The whole thing. I mean, it, the whole thing does. Yeah. He's, I mean, that's beautiful. Actually, that's so clear. I don't hate that his voice has all that high end, and yeah. I actually like the yeah. way that that blends with everything else. It is sort of balancing. It's cutting through some of the. The. I feel like that might be on purpose. Actually, it might be. So much support there. I can hear you through the The structure of the chords in this song is just mm, yes. This part? Beautiful. Can't you listen to it over and over again? And I love how it goes back down to that chord, not exactly not resolving it. Right. It doesn't resolve. It doesn't resolve. Which yeah. is perfectly on topic. And that's how it was written. That's why I wanted to go I back know. and look at it, because I listened to it and I thought, gosh, I wonder if they like just they did that just for this arrangement. Mm-hmm. That is how it was written. That it is didn't resolve originally. Because, because think about the storyline of the song, mm-hmm. too. It doesn't resolve. It doesn't resolve. Mm-hmm. It's all a theme. Mm-hmm. All of these things that we're talking about are reasons why this is one of those songs that has gotten stuck in my head, and I sing in my head all the time. And um, to me, it's everything that is beautiful about folk. I agree. I one hundred percent agree. Everything that it is what, um, and and that is, I guess, it might be my favorite. You know, it probably is my favorite um, style and genre. Yeah. yeah, I'm a '70s baby. Yeah. What can I say? Come on, I'm with you there. Yeah, you know, here in the studio, I often find myself right or wrong, mm-hmm. trying to make people's recordings sound a little bit like they came out of the '70s. Yeah, I do that. That's just the style of your studio. Yeah. All right, so we are moving on to song two. Oh, I'm so excited for this song. Oh, this song makes me happy. What is it even? This song makes me happy. That's a uh, hint right look there. Look at my notes. This what song, song makes is us it? happy. See what it, I did there? Oh, yeah. See what I did happy, there? Happy, yeah. happy, happy, happy. This, okay, yeah. so this song is, um, this is Happy, originally covered by, what's his face? Well, it was, it was, it was written done by, by, yeah, by Pharrell. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It was written by him also. Yes. This is a cover uh, of Happy mm-hmm. by Pharrell Williams. Um, by, by a very interesting band that does a very interesting thing. A jazz band called The Bottom 40. We discovered this band while we were just like scrolling through. Like we were trying to find a live version of a song and we, we found this cover. We were trying to find a live version of a Sting song, Englishman in New York, which, yes. which The Bottom 40 also does a cover of. Yes, so we found that cover and uh, we really liked it. So we went deeper into uh, their discography and we found this song, which is also very lovely. Would you like to say stuff about uh, the bottom 40? About the band. I mean, I know you guys know the song. The song is happy. I mean, like, we all know I the song. Clap along yes, you feel. that one. All of my second graders so, know like, the song. So how do we get <laughs> off playing this song on a podcast called The Underplayed? I know, right? Well, it's similarly like the other one. to the, yeah, because because Wichita Lineman was a is a was cover. Number, well, it was number one on the country charts at yeah. the time it was number three on the pop charts oh, wow. at the time it's been covered by many people it was it, uh rem did oh. a cover of wichita lineman but do you know what so of all the weird right? music i, I listened to i had never heard it i had never heard it 
I, I know. And maybe it was just because it came out in the late 60s, so we just kind of well, missed it. I never it, heard the REM version. I never version. heard, I never heard right. any of the multiple right. covers that were done. But at its time, it was a huge song. Mm-hmm. But this cover is what we wanted to highlight this band, this group. and and Yes, both both of them. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Well, I feel like it's 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 for two different reasons. Sure. So Wichita Lineman is on the podcast because of the amazing job that the cover artist, a girl named Tom, did in recreating the mood of the mm-hmm. song as it originally was. Mm-hmm. Right? right? The happy that we're going to play you today is not going to sound like Pharrell. Is that how you say his name? It, yeah, Pharrell. Pharrell. It's not going to mm-hmm. sound like his version. No, but it's fantastic. Oh, it's yes. so nice. It's so good. Can you tell I us? I can't wait. Oh, I'll tell you a little yeah, bit about Yeah, tell us about band. who the bottom 40 are. Okay, so the bottom 40, from their own website, the bottom 40 is a high energy funk jazz fusion band featuring some of Nashville's finest musicians. They focus on making it funky. They take covers you've heard and reharmonize them and funkify them, which is not a word according to my word document here in a creative new way. If you like dirty loops or snarky puppy, or even bands like earth, wind and fire, you should check us out. The musicianship will blow you away. That's from their website. I imagine like it, it said that these are just uh, artists from Nashville. Nashville. I just imagine They're like a bunch artists. of, yeah, they just all got together. They were all sitting around in some studio somewhere and somebody started playing something and mm-hmm. someone else started playing along and it, Created this. Yep, and they, they take top 40 songs yes, and thus their name, yes. the bottom 40. Yeah, but I bet you they're, they're session musicians. Mm-hmm. They're people, they're that guitar player on that song by famous person mm-hmm. who you never found out who the guitar player was. Mm-hmm. It's a session musician. It's yeah. someone who is paid to just do that recording. But it's just super awesome. I, I need a better word for it. but Super awesome word. Magnificent. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready to hop into this? Yeah, let's oh, do it. Let's Still get ready. happy. Let's get happy. Guys. Let's get funky.
Okay, two minutes in, you can already tell this is not Pharrell. Oh my gosh. So you can great. tell that these guys are crazy talented. Oh, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. This oh, this song, dude. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, they've got the best singer for this song. Like, I mean, this oh, girl yeah. is amazing. Yeah. We'll have to talk about the, the vocalists. At we some will talk point. about we the will. vocalists. Let's carry on. This is a this is a long song. So let's let's get a little bit more of it out. I can play. <laughs> Happy. All these chords. That's fantastic. 
my gosh. Is that a Rhodes? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think we went chromatic for a second. <laughs> gosh that was an amazing song there's so much about that song that i want to talk about uh the drums and the bass of course you know i'm gonna notice that being yeah. a bass player um you did a lot of jazz far out solid and right on yeah yeah i did um, a lot of jazz stuff yeah for sure and and you know that's probably why i like this i honestly don't know where we went when it comes to key in this song it starts off in a flat major but i am pretty positive that we modulate to other keys mm -hmm. within this song i mean there's just so much and i'm we're pretty sure we even go out of we go out we go into different modes too at this point mm -hmm. but um oh my gosh and the chords in this song are just insane there's like a controlled chaos that sounds so elegant within this song because like you sometimes you can't even tell like where the root is within the song but it makes it so like I don't that know, is, there's something that so is cool the beauty about of it. jazz. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That is jazz. That is the beauty of jazz. Exactly. You're yeah. kind of like flapping in the breeze with the music, you know. Exactly. Like you, you... It doesn't really matter like what where the root is, as long as it sounds good. Mm-hmm. You know? Insane. Well, yeah, these are people who who have been doing this a very, very true. long time. Very true. All of them. Um in looking at their kind of each their individual resumes. They're They've been, performing yeah. All kinds of music. Um, actually, many of these, several of them, came out of contemporary Christian music and gospel music backgrounds. Hmm. Of the band members? Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, The uh, one of the guitarists, Tom Hembley, uh, when I looked at his picture, I thought, mm, he looks really familiar and I don't know why. So I, I uh, researched him a little bit. He plays for Amy, or played for Amy Grant. Oh, nice. That, yeah. That, and, so of and, course you'd recognize of him. Of course, right. But several of them, um, like uh, Ron Hemley is the one of the good, good, well, they must be brothers, Tom Hemley and Ron Hemley. More um, than likely. More, Probably. If it were Smith, I might doubt, but right. Hemley, yes. Ron Hemley uh, was a background vocalist for Russ Taff in the 80s, who was a big contemporary Christian artist. And one of them performed with uh, Michael W. Smith. And so nice. several of them uh, came out of that gospel and Christian contemporary music background in nice. Nashville. That's very centered yep. in Nashville. These guys have to be session musicians. They are. We, they are. Oh, they are. Yeah, they Does are. And the vocalists, this is the amazing thing. The mm -hmm. vocalists are background vocalists. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They're uh, finally Nikki, getting that moment. Yeah, in the, the, spotlight. the female Nikki Conley was a background vocalist. She's been background vocalist for Michael David Smith and many others, including Natalie Cole. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so um, these people are, are background vocalists for big names, and they just somehow all got together and created this fantastic group. That's well, amazing. This, that kind of makes sense with like how their group, like their group name, like the bottom 40, they've always mm -hmm. been like in the background, but now this mm -hmm. is their chance to like mm -hmm. shine. Yeah. And like when they all do, oh my gosh, it sounds mm -hmm. amazing. Yes. I highly recommend checking out 
the bottom 40. Uh, because you'll hear other stuff, too, that you may not Hello. recognize right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> this makes me laugh. The chords in this song, too, are just yes. yes. Just yes. That I, I don't even know what to say. They're nowhere near the original chords. Yeah, I think when we listened to this one, I said, this one sounds like they just put uh, the words from the song to, to a, a whole song. other song. Yeah. Wait for the chorus. I really want to hear those chords. It's like you can feel it building up. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell it's going to be like a whoosh, like just yep. impact. What a background vocalist. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. You can pause it. It was just like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Let us know if you think we that should have been the song that we did. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we went through several of them. We did. Really, we did. I think we're highlighting this we is an un- underplayed band. True. An underplayed group. This is, yeah, this is not um, an underplayed song. So we're breaking our own rule a little bit. A, a little bit. No, we're not. This is a band that needs to get more airtime. No, we're not. Because sure. remember, one of our things that we do, we do underplayed songs, underplayed songs from us that you don't know, and underplayed bands and artists. Artists. Right. So, that is correct. Yeah. So we are not breaking is, our own rule. This is them. So yeah. this, so this podcast or this episode is really about the artist it is it is instead of the songs because it may may, maybe not the first one because arrangements i think it i think it is you know yeah these are Mm -hmm. amazing arrangements of songs um this one just happens to be one we know uh you know again these days again my second graders know this they love it (laughs) and covers can take on a new life and be phenomenal for example uh Sounds of Silence. Oh, yeah. gosh. Disturbed. Yes. That is. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And and nothing against Simon and Garfunkel, but the Disturbed version of that song. Like, I love like yeah. the Simon and Garfunkel song my whole life. Especially Art Garfunkel's, you know, he's got an amazing, beautiful voice. Um, but what Disturbed did with that song was another level. Yeah. They added to the song. They didn't just reproduce; they added to it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's that's. I think that's what we're dealing with here mm-hmm. with these with these two songs. Yeah. If we're going back to the verses, mm-hmm. just a super quick about the words. Again, this was written by Pharrell. Mm-hmm. He wrote it for the movie Despicable Me. Yep. He wrote it about generally, very generally, about his wife and his. Uh, child on the way, how mm-hmm. happy he was about about them and all that. 
not a lot about it. Pharrell is a super private uh, guy. Not a lot of interviews, not a lot of articles, not mm-hmm. a lot of information and things like that. But it's just a song about how happy he is in his life. And uh, even when bad news comes along, he he says, uh, it's okay. I'm going to be okay because my life is good. Yeah. And so bad things are going to happen. But I'm going to take it all in stride because I'm happy. Just a you bump know, in the road. I've got yeah, I've got what. And I think uh, one of the, some of the words in there he says like, "I've got what I need. I, I, mm-hmm. I I'm going to be okay with the bad stuff because I've got what I need." Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's a that's a, a beautiful sentiment. That I, is I, under, I understand that sentiment. If I could live life that way, I sure would. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I try. I feel but. that way these days. Yeah. So that's the uh, verses and. Uh, as I said, kind of the vocals. Okay, so the mix, the mix to me is is it's amazing, considering how much is going on in the song at any given moment. Mm-hmm. I have mixed jazz bands with horns, with keyboards. You know, you're not talking just drums, bass, guitar, and a couple of vocals. You're talking, you know, lots more instruments. And it's hard to do. It's hard to make everything sit right in the mix and, and, and the whole thing to sound balanced. And, and they did a really, really good job of that in this mix. And Props so, to the mixing and mastering engineers, honestly. Yeah, yeah. They I don't get say, enough credit. You know, they, they took a, a difficult bundle of superbly executed music, but there are so many things going on here, and, and they did an amazing job with the mix. The vocals. Nikki Connolly is one of the vocalists. Uh, Jason Eskridge, I think I mentioned about them. They're both background vocalists. Mm-hmm. Tom Hemley was a va- background vocalist. They're all all of these vocalists are background vocalists, but they are amazing artists in their own right with incredible voices. Just it's amazing that they've had their whole careers in the background. You know, right? There's several of them. It's a mix of them, and they're kind of all in and out of the songs, but mm-hmm. um, just fantastic. And then, of course, you've already covered the meaning of the song. And I the did, and yes. The thing, so, okay. yep. All right, cool. Kind of got ahead of myself. I got excited. <laughs> now here is where Keaton begs. All right, you know this part was coming. It's the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we did. We did. That's a for a fact, but you are not us. But, okay. Um, I'm just going to ask a simple offer here, all right? You can you can listen, or you can just click off now, though I would not advise that. Um, just, you know, like, rate it, um, subscribe, follow, add to your RSS feed, whatever works for you. <laughs> um, share it with people. I think that um, if you share with enough people, you will get a cookie from Santa Claus. I don't know. Um, wow. I know that's a great offer. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it helps with the algorithm too. So thank you for listening today. We, thank you. we appreciate you. We love you all.